What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze tonight, we have another indie creator. He's actually a CEO of Tardigrade Press. His name is Chad Ledoux. Ledoux? I don't know. We'll find out. And uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, we're going to be talking about a pretty serious issue, uh, mental health and social media. So we're going to be discussing that later on today. So stick around. Let's do it. Let's get it. We are the only show for independence all around. Giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans. With the dream of Medina and Santa Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your man to listen to us on the go. Updated and miss the day join the squad come on in it's time to catch the craze if you are an independent catch the craze making moves on your own catch the craze on your grind in the streets catch the craze join the movement catch the craze yeah george we did it again Come on now. Now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the most. Sam the Crazy Man Vera and I am with George the Dreamer Medina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. That thing always cracks me up. Uh, we are we are coming to you. It is we're deep into the future. It is October fourteenth. It is a Friday. It is the weekend. I hope you guys are going to have a good weekend. But we are going to have a terrific show for you today. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Comment below. Hit the bell so that you know when we go live. We usually do we usually do so on Thursdays. When we go live at 9 a.m. on the brew with on the morning brew with the crazy crew. Uh, but yeah, tonight we're gonna have a, a very good guest. He's the CEO of Tardigrade Press, great name. Uh, for those who don't know, Tardigrade is a, is a little water bear, it's a little little tiny microorganisms. Kind of cool. Uh, interesting that they've named their, their company after after that uh, resilient little creature. But yeah, no, we're gonna be talking to him today. We're gonna to be talking about, you know, just social media and mental health and how that's, you know, that affects us uh, as creators. Word. And um, you know, we'll go into that. We'll go into that a little bit. Listen, we're not experts, but you know, we'll 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 discuss. I tell you this. I mean, I, I've definitely, you know, low key have dealt with a little bit of that, um, especially after, especially after a, a big Kickstarter. You know what I mean? There's a lot <laughs> that goes into it <laughs> after that. Why are you laughing at my mental health, bro? <laughs> Kickstarter. <laughs> you know, after after I went to Walmart and I had to stand alive with that crowd, wow. I was just gone. <laughs> wow, bro. No, that's not cool. No, that's not cool, my dude. That's not cool. You cannot be laughing at other people's. Bro, no, chill, chill, stop. No, wait, hold on. Time out, time out, time Time out. 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 That's not cool, bro. No, 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 because people may be going through that kind of stuff. I thought you were going to say from the COVID shutdown. I I mean, listen, different things can affect it, bro. Different things can affect it. That's not not cool, man. You can't be laughing at people's Yo, for real, bro, what's up? Hey, chill, chill. You can't do that. That's crazy. That's crazy. No, there are people out there that are really going through stuff. You know what yes, I'm saying? Or a lot of them. Yeah. So you can't yes. laugh at like if I say if I say to you, Kickstarter, I did that came from left field. It just threw me. But up. but it but but it can do. Listen, let me tell you something. You know very well mm-hmm. that Kickstarters are very stressful for the people for the people yes. who are doing it, mm-hmm. and mentally it it can tire you like. You definitely, and this is what we're going to go into it and cat and, and um, get your meds. But different things can trigger, you know, how you feel mentally about certain things. Mm-hmm. So you laughing at that—that's not cool. Because that's not cool for you. But for me, listening to hearing Kickstarter when there's so many other variables, I'm like, all right, like, but you, but like, see, like that's, but see, that's on social media. That's not, that's and, not cool. That's not cool. You're, you're diminishing how a person feels just because you don't agree that that's and that's exactly what's wrong with the with society. 
everybody, if, if if you don't think it's important, then people laugh it off. People they didn't say it was important. It. I said it came from left field. That was the last no, no, thing. No, but you're saying, you're, you're, no, but you just said, you're talking about Kickstarters when there, there are other more pressing issues out there in the world. And yeah. that, but that's not, that's not a, I mean, because anything. I would you, say, stop Kickstarter. Stop, stop, do, start Kickstarting no, your books. But that's, but that, see, but that's, again, them. that's the wrong attitude because you don't have the answer. You don't know. You don't know what's going to make somebody feel better. You don't have the answer, so right. you can't say, "Oh, I, I would say for you." No, but that's, if something that's, something that's, that's, is bothering you, eliminate it from your life. Okay, no, no, and we'll we'll talk about. Like I said, we'll talk about it a little later. I'm just saying, like you know, for that's you to come off. If you can't, if you can't change the situation, remove yourself from the situation. Right, right, but but right. but somebody laughing at that person's situation doesn't help the situation. Yes. So. And that's exactly, listen, this wasn't even planned. Like that, that just came out of left field, like mm -hmm. you said. So, you know, and, and listen, I know Sam isn't that kind of dude, but I know that there are people like what you, like what you displayed right now is exactly the, like what people do on social media. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we'll talk, listen, we'll, 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 there's, there's, we, there's plenty of time mm -hmm. to talk about that. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but, um, but yo, but, good. but what happened? What'd you say? I didn't hear you. No, go ahead. <laughs> What you say? I said, I said yes because I have a lot to to say. Yeah, yeah. All right, but but first, let's talk about what's happening in the next couple of days because you have a campaign going on right now. Well, first, I want to say thank you to uh, Tech the Gods for being the sponsor of this episode. Um, that was the video that you you saw us play in the beginning of this program. Uh, TechTheGods.com. That's T E C H I G O D S dot com. Um, check them out. Get a copy of their books. Uh, if you want to know more, if you want spoilers, check out what's in the box. I've uh, featured all three issues of Tech the Gods. It's worth um, every cent. Go and pick up a copy. Um, link is in the summary. Um, yeah. So with that said, uh, let's see. We are in the last week, I guess. Yeah. The yeah last week. There's an alien in my toilet right now. Yeah. So um, have you... Uh, Got in your package. I don't know where we are because we're recording this a month ago. <laughs> so I don't know where we are, but uh, hopefully at this, this stage of the game, it's just all gravy. Um, there is the there's Aichi Wawa and there's a variant cover. Here's Duty, right in time for Halloween. So all get your Halloween on with um, a, uh, in fact, I was just watching an interview about The Shining. Well, uh, if you're a big fan of Jack Nicholson, this is a homage to The Shining. You can get yourself that copy or you can get yourself uh, Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. Um, hopefully it's been unlocked already and uh, and you're adding this to your basket. You can get the single cover, which is the center or all three covers um, simultaneously. But uh, yeah, so the Kickstarter's there. And uh, hope, um, again, I don't know where we are, but hopefully it is um, where it needs to be. As of today, of this recording, 85 people have signed up. You know, and uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're recording this in the past for the future and the present. So the campaign hasn't even launched as of the recording of this show. So, yeah, no, you're right. That, that's the tough part about recording shows so far in advance. You don't know where we're going to be. So we're kind of guessing. I, listen, I'm, I think that the campaign would have already been funded and we're going into stretch goals at this point. Um, I think we probably would have been uh, going through stretch goals. So let's hope and let's, you know, hopefully that's what it is. That's what it is. Yes, but yeah, no, that's that's happening, man. That's and, happening. and since we're in October, um, wow, I've got two cons this month. I have uh, I have uh, the fan fest, uh, fan expo, and I also have uh, Cowtown Comic Con. Um, wow. and uh, let's see, what yes, are, so are, yeah, so yeah, actually, I'm at the festival right now on the 14th. <laughs> So, Yo, how do you do it? How do you go into places like that? Too like last week. I mean, no, you know, the month ago you did it too. Amazing. I uh, I am that guy. Oh, um, so, yeah. So um, yeah. So uh, was it Audie McFly? So uh, ten fourteen to ten sixteen. Meet me at the Dallas Fan Festival. If you're if you're in Texas right now, come down and see me in Artist Alley. We'll have fun. And then next week I'll be at the Cowtown Comic Con. So it's gonna be dope. Um, two big events. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, shit. That is great. Oh no, yeah. The countdown just just happened. I mean, not just happened, but you just booked that one later, right? You booked that one after the fact. I booked Cowtown in um back in uh, 
Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Damn. 14th through the 16th Fan Expo, and then October 22nd and 23rd. So this works out just fine. Um, Cowtown. Yes. That's a cool. That's a cool name for it. Um, but yeah, bro. So listen. So we are. We've been we've been very busy. We've been very busy putting things together for for those fans of the Adventures of Wonder Duck. There is there is uh you know movement in the second graphic novel, which will be coming out next year. And if you know, whenever I decide to do shows, I got I got to book some uh, shows for next year. You can come catch me at those shows. I would hand you a free copy of the graphic novel if you got one of the uh, golden tickets that I was giving away during the uh, the crowdfunding campaign that we did for the Adventures of Wonder Duck. So I'm looking forward to that. And make sure that you go to the website, get your meds with a z.com and find out more stuff. I have all of the updates on there as to where I'm going to be and all of that other fun stuff. Another website you guys should be checking out is dutiesworld.com. That's where you will also find out where Sam will be as far as uh, conventions. You have a shop. You have you a whole bunch of stuff on there. Was it, yeah, what, what happened? No, I was just showing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check it, check it out. You're not sharing it, though. Sharing what? The screen for your website. Oh, no, no. I was just showing the, the banner on the bottom. Dutiesworld.com. Yeah, so make sure you check that out. Make sure you check that out. Um, but yeah, dog. So you were talking about the shining. Did you see the 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 sequel or the prequel to it? Was it a prequel, Doctor Something? Doctor I don't know. Yeah. I might have if it was it was if it was uh, back in the days. I might have. No, no, it, it was a newer. It was a newer. Uh, oh, then no. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, Doctor Something. I was watching um, Doctor Sleep. It was an interview with who was it? Um. What's his name? Uh, Doogie Hauser, the actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about his daughter. Um, was saying, "Dad, what's the scariest movie you ever seen?" And he's like, "I'm not telling her because I know if I tell her, she's gonna want to see it because she's she's young." And no, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know he had a daughter. Yeah, adopted. And Neil uh, Patrick Harris, right? Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And uh, so then um, she said, "Come on, Dad." So he's finally told her it was a Shining, and she's like, "Well, can we see it?" He goes, "No." And you know, after pressing him for a few hours, they finally saw it together, right? And he says it was the most you know it's terrifying. And uh, so then after the movie was over, she goes, he says, what do you think? She goes, I was mildly disappointed. <laughs> this is a kid. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You, you know what it is? Yeah. If you just turn on the news, it is so violent that nothing's shocking anymore. No, kids. You know, it, when we, Technogod, so big shout out to Michael Samartino. You're talking about the the, um, the sponsor of the show. You see some of the, some of the you know, it's really, it's, yeah. it's, kind of, it's gory, right? It's cool. It's, you know, it's, it's cool. And I'm thinking like, Kids probably be like, "Oh, that's cool, that's interesting." You know what I mean? Like they look at it differently. I, it's different, man. The brand, like kids today, are very different than they were. Like you know, it is. Time. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you right now. I mean, just on on, and which is why I don't understand Facebook at all. Um, it's it, it, there's such hypocrites because <clears throat> the violence that they allow on Facebook, the violence and the 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 stuff that you see on Facebook, they allow it because it gets views. But if you if you use a hashtag, a wrong hashtag, or if you say something in your comments, they shut you down. But they but they but because they want more a bigger audience, they let the violence play out. So they show all these fights, and they show. Yeah. And it was a, on a on a comic book community. There was um, somebody who posted, um, complete nude intercourse going on Ooh. on, a, on an image and, and on a comic book community, and it wasn't shut down. It wasn't flagged. I had duty who's a green alien sitting on a couch and it got it shut down. I was like, wait, wait, I don't understand what, you know, this is, this is crazy. So I think, um, you know, social media, there's, there's a big, big, um, a problem with how it's, um, managed. No, I agree. And listen, that's a good segue into what we were going to talk about, which is the topic for today on get your meds on get your meds. Mental health and social media. Danger. 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 Mixing those two is very dangerous. Um, and this is a topic that Sam, you, 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 you know, whenever we talk about oh, what should we talk about? This was something that you were like, yo, dude, we should discuss this a little bit. So yes. tell us a little bit as to why you the reason why is because more and more I see every day people that are in the it's in the independent community. I see they're using social media as a form of 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 therapy, 
when there are professionals that can really help. Yeah. So you see these outbursts that come out of nowhere from left field. One day it's this, one day it's that. And so I'm like, you know, the, the, obviously there's some sort of pain that they're going through that should really speak to a professional. They should really go and find somebody that they can um, work through these problems because social media is not the platform. You know, social media, it's an enabler. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a place where, you know, you're going to get people with emojis. They're going to use like hugs and this and that. They're not helping. It's not helping the problem. The, the deep rooted problem should be solved in privacy behind closed doors with a professional that can walk you through that can really get to the core. You know, what's the root cause that's causing all of these highs and lows. Right. And, you know, I, I I'm working through a lot of it myself with my family and, you know, depression is real, but I, my point of view, this is how I feel would never share that on social media with a bunch of strangers that really don't give a damn about me, that really don't care about what's going on, that really don't understand. You know, they're getting anecdotes. They're getting little portions. They don't understand the big picture, and they're not qualified. So, you know, when I see these things, and it's like, and it's becoming more and more and more, you know, it's 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 all over the place. And, and so it's just concerning. You know, I'm like, you know, why aren't people seeking professional help? Um, you know, I, I'm not against it. I don't think, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, Define you. I think it, it it's it's a sign of maturity when you go out and see professional help when you're dealing with internal or mental issues or whatever it is that's causing the anguish, um, because that means you care about yourself and you want to find a solution um, that's going to help resolve it. And sometimes it's facing things you don't want to face, um, and that could be why we don't want to face the reality or whatever it is, or it's too hard. So, and the professional is going to make us dig deep. Um, I think that's what the professionals are there for. And, uh, you know, what? you should not um, laugh at it. Uh, you should take it seriously. Uh, and then you find yourself constantly on social media looking for um, looking for relevance, looking to be accepted, looking to be liked. That's uh, uh, just a remedy for disaster. Yeah, yeah. I, I Listen, I think everybody copes with depression differently. And everybody copes with... Um, with what they're going through in a different way and maybe sometimes that's a way for people to reach out and and, and they're you know they're trying to uh say hey i need i need some help and they want but i think to your point i think social media is the wrong place to do that because social media is filled with trolls social media is filled with trouble who don't care like yeah. who don't like you said don't care some do and this is why i we we, we did we said this in the show in the past don't mix the two. Like if you do have a social media account for your creative stuff, where you're promoting your comics, where you're doing this and doing that, that's what that's for. If you have, if you want to talk to somebody or, or you have family and friends who really care about you, create a whole different, you know, um, account. And that's the account where you talk about those things with people that actually care about you will do things like that. Or like Sam said, Go speak to a professional about the stuff that you're going through. And the reason why I brought up the Kickstarter, Sam, just to clarify what I was talking about, is because that, that honestly, bro, that is the most stressful thing that I've done as far as like in what we've been doing as far as the, the, the you know, creatively as an indie, because that is all about reaching out to people and making sure that they come in, they want to support your stuff. It was draining. It's a draining, draining experience. I never, I never did it alone. I never did it by myself, you know? So this was the first time I did it. And while it was very successful, and I thank everybody who supported the campaign, it drained me, dude. It drained me to the point where I took a break from social media. Like if you look at my post that I have now since the Kickstarter ended, and this is obviously, this is months ago, um, they're less. Because I just needed a break. I, For me, if I need to deal with stuff, I don't go to social media. I go away from social media. Right. Am, I, am I looking? Am I commenting? Am I liking? Yes. But posting and stuff like that, I don't. I'm, I'm a private person as it is. So I don't. I wouldn't do that anyway. And again, I have a second account where I can do that kind of stuff. And even there, I don't do it. But what I was saying with that is that even even things like that, even minute things like a Kickstarter, and I understand that there are people who have families who have died. You unfortunately had a pet who died, 
you know, and, and things like that. And I understand that those things are important. But for me, that personally, for me, that was something that I was like, oh my God, I'm glad that's over. Mentally, I was drained. I was, I was exhausted. It was tiring. And it may sound small, but what I'm trying to tell people is like, it doesn't matter how other people view it to you is important. And that's right. all that matters. And right. if, and if it's important to you and if it's, and if it's hurting you, go talk to somebody. Don't keep it inside because you're afraid that somebody may laugh at you because like, come on, man, really? Yo, dude, stop. Just don't do this because that doesn't help a person who's going through that kind of thing. Right. So that's what I, that's what I was saying to you at the beginning is that, is that don't feel like your stuff isn't important. Don't, don't ever feel like what you're going through is less than what everybody else is going through. Nobody knows what you're feeling. Well, oh, that's the know. biggest problem of why people don't seek professional help because yeah. they feel like they're burdening. It's, a, it's the somebody. Like, you oh, you know, they're going to think I'm, you know, I'm crazy yeah. or, you know, or like I'm over dramatizing something or whatever it is. Correct. You know, you know, I agree, you know, a crowdfunding <clears throat> campaign is exhausting. It's frustrating. Um, you know, it has its highs and lows. Um, believe me, I'm going on my eighth one. Um, and no, and, and I and I commend you. I commend you because you see, and that's what I'm saying. Like, for there are people are built different. People are built different. That's just the way it is, and it's honest and it's and it's the truth. I don't. I tend to be a person like, hey, you know what? I just you know wash it all. I'm like a duck, right? It just washes all my back. But when I do care about something greatly, it affects me different. And so I may not show it. You know, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. But on the inside, it's doing something to you. And sometimes you gotta be you gotta be honest with what it's doing to you and and act accordingly. You know, help yourself, man. Like, don't don't hurt yourself. Help yourself. Like, if that's something that you need to do, like, step away. And for me, social media is is the worst place to go in there and talk about your issues. It's oh it's, yeah. I mean, when's the last it's, time you see me post anything? No, I mean, with like family wise. Maybe once a year, I'll post something like when we did the tree, um, you know, whatever. But most, I leave that away. I, I, that's separate. That's a whole separate life. Yeah, um, separate. You know, what you see on social media is just Sam, just a spam bot. Sam, just posting art, <laughs> posting art, posting art. Or but that's what it is. That's what it's promoting for. a podcast or promoting yeah. a Kickstarter. That's, that's it. it. You know, but I don't get in, I don't engage in conversations that uh, what I identify as, as triggers. Right. So you see that they're plants. So people will plant a topic looking for a fight. Mm -hmm. People will start a conversation yeah. expecting resistance, expecting a, a, an, an opposing opinion so that they can get combative. And you see those things and you see it take place and you see people, you know, take the bait. And next, you know, you got all this stuff going on. Then I'm then this person's blocked and this is that. And then. Then there's profanity going on and people saying and then there's factions and people are choosing sides. And I'm like, are you? kidding me you know it's like you know i think social media in my opinion should you know if you're trying to do a you know, run a business keep it that way um if you're if you want it to communicate with fans family that's what the phones are for and you create a group chat that's the way i look at it i say you know what i'll create a group chat on my apple phone and that's it to facetime with the family and whatever that's why i keep the conversations because nothing's nothing's private you might think it is, but it's once it's on the net, it's there. It's there, and somebody else controls your oh. data. So yeah, I think for absolutely. me, I think the, the the moral of the story is, if it's if you're dealing with it multiple times, but you haven't actually faced it, if it's been bothering you for multiple times, you haven't faced it. Go see somebody. Go speak to somebody. Um, you know, there 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 are private hotlines that you can call. You know, there are places, community centers that you can go to, you know, go in and seek a professional advice and see and, and check it out because you don't know. Because the more that you bury it, there's going to be a moment where somebody triggers a response that's going to get that is going to make you come out of character and you're going to do or react or say something that you're going to regret. Mm -hmm. And I see that that's what's happening right now with road rage. That's what's happening right now across the West. People have been dealing with this depression, being locked up because of COVID and all this other stuff. And how am I going to make money? I lost my job. This is that. I got to get these shots. How do I know these shots are real? You know, what if I have an adverse effect? All these things play mental games. And so everyone is triggered. Everyone is overly sensitive and they're ready to pounce. Right. And so normally they wouldn't be that way. 
but because they haven't dealt with the situation, someone else is getting the brunt of it. And that's why I just, my, my opinion is, you know what? It's never too late. Talk to somebody before it is too late. Yeah, man. I, I think that you should definitely, like you said, just the, I think professional help is, there's nothing wrong with going to see somebody. There's nothing going wrong with seeing a therapist. You know, we grew up, and I, I don't know about you, Sam, but I grew up in in in, in a in a um, I, I would say I guess part of the culture is, yeah. What are you talking about? A shrink, man. We don't we don't go to shrinks. Like we just don't do that. You know, we don't we don't do that. You know, like it's like, you know, no, just my, you know, man up, man up. Like yeah, how many times you hear that? Man yeah, up. All the, all the uncles and all fighters, and it was yeah. like, if you got a problem, fight. <laughs> that was that was the way they dealt with it, you know. Yeah, your brothers, you fought with each other. Your uncles, you fought with each other. And yeah. that was that's how you got your aggression out. Um, yeah. You know, that's why I played sports because that was a great way to get the aggression out, to get all of that negative energy out is with, with sports. Yeah, no, and and I think that because that's part of uh, of of what we're brought up as, and I'm just talking about me, in, in, you know, specifically. It's hard for us to go speak to somebody, say a therapist because that's not something we do, you know, and that's wrong. It's wrong. It's completely it wrong. wrong. It works completely wonders. Wrong. You know, um, you know, I've had family members that sought therapists and the, the, what it's done for their confidence, what it's done for their health is tremendous. You know, if you find the right therapist, sure. you know, if you walk into an office and they prescribe you something, that's not a therapist. Yeah, that's yeah, a guy that, just trying know. to collect the check. You want to speak good to somebody who's going to actually go get to the root of the problem, dig deep, make you see, you know, make you unlock those doors that you locked yeah. and buried for years, yeah. you know, because you have to go back to go forward. And you know, that's the only way you're going to solve it. And that's yeah. what takes a lot of courage. And you have to have the strength to be. And that's what some people just don't want to go through it because they're afraid to open up Pandora's box because they know all those things that they hid for years. And they never really dealt with, you know, a, a, an example, when I lost my mom. Um, I, you know, I was 18 years old when I lost her. I didn't deal with it till I was 23 years old. I had it locked up and then I just crashed. And that year, 23, it was a tough year for me, you know, and I just went downhill right. because I had to be strong for my sister. My sister had a baby. It was just me and her. So we had to find a place, you know, I, you know, I had a $6 an hour security job, you know, and my sister was a teenager with a, with a baby, you know, so all these things. And so there was no way I could not, I had to be a man, you know, right. I just, you know, just got my diploma. You know, and I have to be a man yeah, and no. I have to take care of my family. And yeah, so no. um, I wish someone would have said, hey, I know someone you can talk to. Didn't have that. You didn't have that. In my family, it was unheard of. You know, I would have probably have dealt with a lot of things uh, sooner and made a lot of different choices earlier. But it's never too late. And that's what I say to everybody. If you, if you, if you um, care about the people around you. Um, because what happens is, you know, mental illness leads to isolation and isolation. What happens is, you know, you, 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 you turn people off or you hide from people because you don't want to burden them with your problems. Cause some people, people are people and some people after a while, if they're trying to give you advice, they don't even want to talk. They're not, not going to pick up the phone anymore with you because you haven't done anything with it because they don't understand how deep rooted it is because they're not equipped to help you. That's why you need to go and find. Well, yeah, I mean, your, your friends. There's only so much your friends can do for you, bro. Right? Yeah. You know, like there's only so much. And, and, and listen, the, the 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 beauty about going to see somebody who does this professionally is that it's unbiased. It's an unbiased opinion. You're not it. getting anything out of it. If you go to an uncle or a brother or cousin or whatever, they, yeah, they they have your best interest in mind. But there's also a certain bias behind whatever yeah. they're saying. You know what I mean? So you'll be okay. You're always. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be all right, man. Like, come on, man. This is nothing. You know, you you, you could do it. Yeah, and, and it's a, it's it's words of encouragement. They're trying to encourage you, but all they're doing is just letting you, making you put that all back in. Yeah, you're right. You're That's right. It. I'll be all right. You never dealt with it. And then what happens yeah. is then the resentment grows. They don't understand yeah. me. It's it's a serious thing, man. You know? Serious thing. Mental health is a serious yeah. thing. It's not it's not something that you know you, you should you should you should take lightly and also Again, social media, you know, your Instagram, your Facebook, those places is not the place to kind of like no. just start talking about that stuff because you're just giving people ammo to come at you with other stuff that's going to trigger you even further. And right. what does it really do? <laughs> what does right. it really do? And know? again, we're not prof we're not professionals. We're just right. speaking from our point of view. And again, um, you know, bottom line is 
when in doubt, go to a professional. That's it. Um, you know, and you'll be surprised what, what it'll do for you. Um, and if you have an opinion about this, please leave it in the comments. Let us know what you think about this. Um, so I see that our guest is in the waiting room. So we're going to run to commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to our guest. And so um, why should you subscribe to Cast the Craze? Well, let our previous guest tell you. It's Monty Moore. I'm a 30-year comics veteran in comics, games, and movies, and you've been watching one of my absolute favorite podcasts, Catch the Craze. You are watching Catch the Craze. What am I listening to? And you're listening to Catch the Craze. Where are all the indies at? A Catch the Craze podcast. What are you watching? I'm watching Catch the Craze. What are you going to do? Subscribe now to Catch the Craze, the number one show online for independent. Have you subscribed to? You are an independent. Catch the craze. Making moves on your own. Catch the craze. On your grind in the streets. Catch the craze. Join the movement. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Craze. What's hey, up, Tim? How's it going? Good, man. Good. How you doing? Welcome, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. So, where are where are you streaming? Uh, I'm up in uh, just west of Toronto, in Ontario. Wow! And oh, cool. Are you guys familiar with hockey? Awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, very violent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live. Uh, I live where uh, Wayne Gretzky was born. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, sweet, nice, awesome. The great one. Hell yeah, we know who Wayne Gretzky is. Right, I remember right. those Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons with Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and um, who was it? Bo Jackson, I think. It oh, was like, yeah, it was like one of those cartoons. Did Bo ever try his hand at hockey? I don't think so. I know he did baseball. He, he did, did baseball, and basketball, football. Uh, football. Yeah, did he, he did he did basketball? No, no, no. Because it was, it was like Bo knows this and Bo knows that. Yeah, those commercials. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a big hockey fan, Chad? Uh I, I enjoy watching hockey. So, yeah. Do you play? I used to. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's a tough sport, man. You know, yeah, I used it is. To be a goaltender. Oh, really? Wow. In, in my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> you do the skating, bro. Like, like the skating is what gets me. I can't skate for anything, dude. And, and doing it backwards? Forget it. Are you kidding me? That's insane. I think I took too many pucks to the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, Chad. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. How did you get into this crazy business of freaking comics, man? Uh, it just came by happenstance. Um, I was working uh, in a greenhouse uh, growing um, medical organic cannabis and uh, was driving home one day and ended up getting bit by another car. And for my rehabilitation, I got back into drawing and started focusing on, um, yeah, just drawing and, and doing that kind of stuff. So it's kind of my, um, my rehab. Uh, wow. How old were you when this happened? How old was, uh, I was about two years ago. So oh, wow. I'm really new to the whole comic world and I'm just loving the community and everything else, uh, that's, that's going on with it. So now, is that a custom built, uh, draft table behind you? Actually, it's from one of the city engineering departments. They were oh, clearing wow. out desks, and they made awesome desks for the engineering departments, right? Like they have <laughs> full steel drawers and yeah. stuff, right? So that looks awesome, dude. So, were you always an artist, Chad? Growing up as a kid, like, were you always into art? Did you go to art school? Like, how did absolutely. you? Absolutely, yeah. I started when I was young. I was at my aunt's house one day, and she had a bird feeder, and. I drew this picture of a cardinal, and uh, when, they, when they saw the picture, they they thought that uh, I think this guy is going to go in the art direction. <laughs> so, oh man, it's amazing that it took such a almost, nearly catastrophic event for you to get back into into drawing. Um, well, it, it was it's always been a part. Um, yeah. It's kind of been one of those jobs where it's been kind of like the sideshow to everything else, where you're you know, working your day job. And then at night you're either doing your, um, your sketchbook work, or sometimes you get, uh, contracted to do piecework or, you know, just little bits here and there. Um, but it's been a pretty awesome, like I went to school for illustration, um, 
at one of the uh, colleges up here uh, yeah. close to Toronto. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's always been something that I wanted to do as a, as a full-time thing. And, you know, I'm getting there. No, so bring us back to that moment uh, two years ago when you said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go in and do this. What was, where were you with your headspace, and you know, and what were the first things that you had to do to start the ball rolling? Uh, well, two years ago, the the biggest uh, setbacks that I had was mobility, and um, I, like I was limited by a traumatic brain injury, so. Oh, wow. um, my motor skills and, and the, the abilities to be able to function to do specific things um, were limiting for, for physical stuff. Like I'd love to go uh, play net again, but my balance isn't there anymore. But uh, the drawing and all that stuff came into, um, into fruition. Like I was building ideas and I had released a children's book uh, just prior um, and it just happened to be released just after I was in the accident as well. So um, that kind of fueled that that drive that I had for the, the previous six months prior as I was building and developing the children's book. I started developing uh, different characters and creating um, like different scenarios and situations uh, with some of the storylines that we're actually exploring and expanding right now uh, for Tardigrade. And I just happened to contact um, one of my old acquaintances and asked him if he wanted to uh, write a comic with me. Um, and uh, I would do all the illustration work and he uh, did all the writing as well. And that was Johnny Cassidy, um, who was actually my first, uh, sorry, I'm dropping stuff here, my first business partner. Mm -hmm. And we did uh, um, the Sasquatch Klondike book. That's awesome. So this is the very first digital um, drawing that I did. Wow. Um, ever. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a, kind of a learning experience. And I wasn't really into the whole comic genre or style. Like a lot of the stuff that I did was pop culture stuff. Um, I used to show in different galleries in LA and places uh, down the West Coast when I lived out in uh, Victoria and British Columbia. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my stuff is pop culture kind of drawings and illustrations that are just kind of poppy and, and you know, they're yeah. just like the this uh, illustration right here, mm -hmm. the, the girl and the, the ladybug car or whatever, like that's the kind of stuff that I created before. So. Yeah. It, it was a major deviation going into yeah. the, the the actual comic book drawing stuff, right? But yeah, did, did you did you find it difficult to do you know to go from that to sequential art? Was that something that was difficult for you to do, or were you able to just kind of pick it up? Well, as you guys know, each each day and every panel is a new panel, and mm -hmm. it's uh, definitely a learning experience. So it's just getting into the the whole storytelling and learning how to tell a story properly by going panel to panel as well. Right. Um, I think it, my biggest challenge at first was the trying to get the body proportions right and to not um, over-exaggerate shapes and sizes. Although as I started to get into this, I started to just self-educate myself a little bit more back to the, the traditional uh, art school foundations of life drawing and things like that because i would get together with some of my buddies online and we just do life drawing mm -hmm. um, and getting into that kind of mindset made it a lot easier for doing more dynamic poses um, getting into more sequential artwork uh, and then putting everything into the into the environment and space and creating your environments in space, like perspective. At the first book, I kind of ignored perspective. And then I kind of went into it afterward. But we were outdoor, right? We're in the wild. We're in the Canadian wilderness. Like, you know, there's not, I know perspective plays a big um, rule of thumb with, you know, structures and, and rock uh, faces and just everything, right? But I didn't really need to draw like a building or, you know, like somebody riding a bicycle or anything like that. So have you built up your speed as far as drawing pages? Like, are you a, a pretty quick artist when it comes to completing books or 
what's your time frame like my like i've been limited a lot by how much i can put in per day based on like stimuli and stuff Mm -hmm. so uh i do what i can on a regular basis i take lots of breaks like i'm very periodical in how i work um but i would consider myself to be fairly fast um with how i draw as well like i started working on a book the other day and I'm getting through the second draft. Like I'll do the, the, like the quick gestures and, and kind of layouts, and then I'll come back and rework them and then come back and do a final pass. And then any parts of it that I don't like that I'll remaster. Um, I did eight pages in the last uh, two and a half days. So nice. Wow. That's really good, man. Are you working digitally or traditional? Uh, Digital. Um, I find with this desk, I don't have the proper chair, so it's so elevated. Mm. And uh, if I had the proper chair, I'd do some more traditional work. But uh, I find the digital so convenient, so easy, and and um, so forgiving as well. Like how you can manipulate and bring in your perspective grids without having to draw a thousand lines. Like I'm sure all those traditional artists, you know, like. They just dread draw, drawing their perspective grids and stuff like that on each of their panels. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. What are you using? What program are you using to draw digitally? Uh, I use Photoshop um, on the desktop, and then I have uh, a tablet that I use, Clip Studio, but that's all new to me. Like, I've been using Photoshop since, I don't know, like 97. Yeah, so yeah. Just yeah. a few years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's tough to get away from it. I know, Sam, you started using uh, Clip Studio Art, right? It's the it's the best thing ever. It. I know, yeah, best invention ever. I mean, it's yeah. uh, you know, it's it's what happens when you know you have something like Photoshop, who's been dominating the market for so long, and then they you know they can raise the price and do whatever they want, and then so then you have people come on the other side. But you know what? We can do what they do, but even better for even less. And uh, so um, I actually got on on it because of an indie creator we had on our show and they were talking about it. And, I, and so I looked it up and I was like, you know what? I, I, I bought it and I've been hooked since. And it, it, that, that one's more geared towards comics anyway. Like it, yeah. it's, it's more for like an animation for, that, for what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like some of that stuff that you can do with 3d modeling and that, and then bring right. in to set up spaces and environments to it's, it's awesome. Like the, the 3d world of flip. Yeah from what I've learned so far, little bits. I do little like piece section. Okay, I'm gonna learn this today. Yeah, yeah, all you have to do is use one of the, the models and then and put it in a pose and, and at an angle that you want based on the camera angle and then, and, you know, solves your problem trying to figure it out on your own. That's cool. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that absolutely. Cool. But but Chad, so so let, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, Tardigrade and uh, Tardigrade Press and you know, obviously, you know, you were, you were, you were where you were, you started doing your, your books. When did you start the whole Tardigrade Press idea? When did that, how did that come from? Uh, it came from that initial comic. And, and then I was like, at first I wanted to bring in a printer uh, into the house and then start printing so that we can control the overall cost of the books. Uh, we were looking at leases and other things because I do have a space to put like a printer that I'd be able to run, um, you know, like the very basic comic as well. Um, that was the initial thought. But then when we started looking at leases, like these leases are like for 15 years. And we're like, well, this is just <laughs> kind of like a thought right now. Like, let's just see how it goes. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it basically grew from uh, a need and then expanded as we started to create more books. And that progression is, is still, it keeps on moving us forward with the direction of where I would like to take Tardigrade Press as well. Because ideally, my thought was to get specifically into the printing aspect of printing independent comics and to have that main control over quality and also pricing now with like the cost of paper costs and and supply chains and all those other things there's there's not a lot more things that have been thrown into the mix mm-hmm. um but i still want to take the business in that direction like i've been avidly looking at purchasing 
spaces and um, turnkey businesses that will help me progress into that specific uh, space where I can get into a printer, where I'll be able to um, facilitate indie creators, facilitate our projects and um, grow other aspects as well. Um, like I looked at buying a sticker business the other day, for instance, mm -hmm. and uh, but it was uh, a little bit of a wash based on uh, what they were trying to sell in the business. Like right. I think they were just trying to sell the the uh, branding and what they had established in their branding, like their website and um, you know their client base and so on and so forth. They weren't really selling their their location with their printers and stuff. But that's what I wanted. I wanted the whole kind of the whole deal. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Do you so what how do you print on demand? Are you what what else like are you using other other printers obviously to print your books at this point? Yeah, right now we're sourcing through um local businesses. Like I try to stay as local as possible for all of the um production that we do with Tardigrade. Um but I think with books coming up and the one stop places where you can go and have multiple things printed all in the same spot and then have them delivered in the same spot and will be the next direction. But right. yeah, we, we source through a local company called uh, Proto Print or Brant Service Press. And I've been working with this guy, Randy, for the last couple of years. And, you know, his quality is really good. Um, I know we've had some issues with just supply chain for, for paper and demand of paper. Yeah. And um, we do prize on trying to get our products out as quickly as possible after a Kickstarter. Like that's one thing that I'm really happy with is that by keeping my finger on the pulse and making sure that most of my sources are local, that I'm not having to rely on supply chains from other areas where I know that I, you know, I can't really check in on and really know um, what's going on. So except for those fuel sur surcharges that popped up during that last Kickstarter. Yeah, it's, it's, unforeseen. Uh, oh, yeah. There's just all these hidden costs that uh, come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like I got to pay my nanny cost. I'm like, nanny cost? Where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> so you do have a Kickstarter coming out. Um, in we October. got like three books in a row that are going to, that are set to pop out. So nice. um, all three books are done. Um, one is just finishing the last few pages of color. Second one, I think I, I, like I play a lot of different roles in the actual company itself. Like I color, I flat, I draw, um, I write, I, you know, I am the creator of a bunch of other, of, of the parts as well. And, um, we have, uh, I think the next one will be Sasquatch Vikings number two. Uh, we had, I got, I got the books in front of me here. Uh, so this was the first Sasquatch Vikings. Nice. Very nice. And um, are you guys familiar with Dr. Rock? He's like a YouTube influencer. No, um, I have never heard of him. He does a lot of YouTube um, tutorial drawings and stuff, mm -hmm. and he's right into it. He uh, illustrated the cover. Oh, nice. And we had another artist that hammered out the interiors and stuff. So. Oh, fantastic. And then... This was the first book that I did colors on. Uh, oh. So it was a learning curve for me <laughs> trying to stay within the, uh, the printable spectrum and, you know, the RGB profiles and the CMYK profiles and all that. Yes. Jazz, but That's a lot. That's a lot. Now, now this, so this episode of the show will air October 14th. So I believe the 15th you'll be. We're launching on October 15th. So yep. that's why we're airing this yeah. the day before. Yeah. So, so what are you lo launching at this point tomorrow? Uh, will be Vikings number two, um, illustrated by Dr. Rock. And we actually have a colorist coming on Andrew Dollhouse. I know and that name. He's, uh, he, he's done a lot of professional work. Yeah. Uh, he was working with Jimmy Reyes and, uh, on the Dragon Rage series as well. Yeah. If you're familiar with Jimmy Reyes, um, what else? he's done a bunch of work. So awesome. he's definitely a colorist to check out. Right. He's got it going on. Um, cool. How long is the campaign going to go for? 
It'll run for 30 days. 30 days. So. Do you have your landing page up? What's that? Sorry. Do you have the landing page up yet? Like the pre no, no. We're, we're still in development right now. We're still trying to iron out our, bu our budget because uh, we're taking a look um, at, I know there's going to be uh, raised costs through Canada Post that we deal with for shipping. Uh, so we need to have our budget ironed out because I can, uh, I can build a, uh, a Kickstarter probably in just a few days. Um, front to back, start to finish. Like I've, I've got it pretty, pretty, um, nailed down with the, the, the marketing and promo of, of the actual in the design of the pages. So it's, uh, once again, it's wearing these hats, right? Like yeah, I, I do all the design and <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's great, man. No. And, and you talk about, talk about like shipping, like the cost of shipping, even from like, from here, from the U S into Canada, like shipping a book is a, it's twenty dollars easy. Yeah, you know it's uh yeah. So that you know having to to go through all of that and, and and the numbers and all that other stuff makes sense that you would kind of take your time doing that. I mean, looking forward to to seeing what you guys have. That looks amazing. That number one looks. Is that going to be available? Obviously, in the second one, you you will be able to pick yeah, up one. There will be the number one and number two. Uh, we did some rebranding on the actual. Um, we're, we're actually going more with the brand from uh, this um, title head, but then with the Vikings in the same font underneath. Yeah. Because what I wanted to do is wanted to brand it across all the different Sasquatch books that we do, because right. that's the plan is to stick with that topic and to, to bring it into different, um, different time periods. Yeah. So like there's a book that I want to do where I want to introduce Sasquatch in a prison camp back when uh, the British were dropping off prisoners in Australia and wow. do it based like on the Yowie, but you know, and do things like that. So, um, yeah, so it'll become a per uh, period piece. Every basically. single book would be like a period piece. That's cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting, man. So, yeah. but, and, and you have a few titles in your, on your website, right? Like, I mean, Dutta Great Press has, has a few titles that you guys are working on, right? Yeah, yeah, we have, uh, so we have the Klondike, we have the the Dawn of Sasquatch, Sasquatch Viking. We just did a Kickstarter for the Fatal Charades, which is another local right. creative team uh, oh. of Bob Bob Little and Daryl Swatsky. So and this book is amazing, so. Bob grew up across the street from me, went to the same college, and we both got into art. So he's cool. I've always um, um, admired those who are, are inkers, um, who are able to uh, really manipulate the uh, lighting um, through inking and, and, and tell a story visually without color. Um, I've never been able to master the art of inking. Um, I'm a tracer of my pencils, and then I, and then I just... I do my magic with colors. Um, so when I was looking at that, I was like, it was just, you know, uh, again, it's just uh, admiring the, the work. Yeah. Check it out. Um, I can send you guys like a PDF of, of the books if you want as well, but Bob did uh, an sure. incredible job. Yeah. That's in, fantastic. In his yeah. black and white storytelling. So yeah. it's beautiful. It's all about that negative space, man. The way he manipulates the negative space on those pages is a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah that and looks great. We busted into the like we busted into the whole black and white. So this was the illustration that that uh, stimulated the whole Sasquatch thing was an illustration that I did. Nice. Um, and this, I think, is that that was a traditional piece. Sorry, I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my, I definitely my style is a lot more like. Uh, it's just more uh, graphical looking. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, yeah, I like that. Exploring the, uh, but it just has that very kind of moss monster kind of uh, suspense vibe to it. So yeah, I've always been afraid that when I start playing with the uh, with inks, next you know I'm gonna mess it up and I gotta start all over again. Which is why I love digital now because well, digital. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, we come to the, the to the stage of the conversation where we're going to give you the screen and we want you to deliver your pitch. Um, why should people 
back this campaign that launches tomorrow? Um, and also, how can they reach you on social media? So I'm going to give you the screen right now. Go for it. Hey, you can reach us through tardigradepress.net. Uh, you can find me in the contacts as well. Make sure to head over to Kickstarter and support this project. We're a bunch of indie creators and we're looking um, basically from book to book as we grow our community, we grow our collection. So Sasquatch clan or Vikings will be a great offering for a first time sequential artist, uh, Dr. Rock. And it'll be an amazing book. And I think people will be very pleased with the first issue um, and then the second issue as well. So two different artists and it kind of gives you a great spectrum of the story and, and where it's going as well. So I think there's one more story in this series and it's going to be pretty amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So and a lot of titles, a lot of titles yeah. that are coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome man. Now I do. I uh, just one last question. Um, did you use like comic strips to decorate your draft table, or is that just weathering? Yeah, I used like a like a decoupage uh, with Mod Podge, uh -huh. and then I collected as many Jack Kirby uh, clips cool. as I could, and then just Kirby'd it right out. So. That is fantastic. <laughs> it's one of the debates I always have with my wife because she goes, "Why do you have art on the wall?" I speak to get inspired. Inspiration, and, yeah. And, you know, that's why I have like right behind me. I have all of the art of books. I'm a collector of art of books because whenever I get stuck, I want to go to the masters. That's yeah, I consider the masters and I look through, you know, to, for inspiration. So the fact that you, you know, I, you know, I'm peeping, I'm peeping the setup. I'm like, that's pretty, that's pretty peeping, sweet. He's a peeping Tom, Chad. You gotta be careful with this guy. <laughs> that's funny. Gets the optical out. <laughs> oh, man. No, Chad, this has been great, man. And, and listen, like you, you mentioned the the indie community. I know that on your website you you support other indies that you guys you know uh, help. I see Dan Price's book is up there, and Mark Bernal, and you know all those guys. You know they're they're, they're incredible guys. So you know, absolutely, big shout out to you. And hey, man, the indie community, uh, the indie community as a whole, man. Thank you so much for coming on. And and when you have anything else, you're more than welcome to come over and talk about more stuff. Yeah, and the stuff that you guys is. Or is doing is fantastic as well. I've been keeping my eye and taking a look, and I, I knew that I knew you guys from uh, another, uh, you know, walks. I knew you guys <laughs> did your own projects, but I was just trying to figure out like who was doing what and stuff. But as soon as I saw the Wonder Duck and then I see the aliens <laughs> in the background, I'm like, oh, okay. I was just saying to a, uh, Chris uh, from Tights Comics yeah. yesterday, right. yeah. and I was like, man, when I go down there, I want to set up like a tour where we can check out all the alien hotspots and stuff like that. So oh, I want to do the cool. tour. <laughs> Yeah, man. That's awesome. Oh man, but Chad, thank you so much for being on, man. And again, this this episode airs October 14th, so look out for it. And uh we look forward to you know just keeping in contact uh, even through social media at this point. That's wicked. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. You Good. got it, Chad. Take care, bud. You too. Awesome. So that was awesome. Chad. And again, another fantastic story, backstory, fantastic backstory. Um, and uh you know, um, who doesn't love looking at other artist setups? You know, Yo, you, are, you be peeping, son. You all in there. You're like, what is that? It's, I love looking at artist studios. If there's a video on YouTube about a tour of a studio, I'm I'm all in it. You know, I just because I'm like, all right, because you always want to know somebody's process or what how Absolutely. they approach certain things. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, that's always been me. Uh, you, you know, it's like every artist has his own or her own way of doing certain things. You yeah. know, like it, it's crazy. We nobody, I don't think anybody really does it the same because you got to do whatever works for you, and that's yeah. that's what it's about. You know, yeah. just do what works for you. And yeah. so everybody has their own little thing, man, and it's kind of cool. It's, and it's funny because when I watch il illustrators, when I watch them drawing, it, it's it's funny how you'll see somebody working on a on a page, and they're on panel on a panel on the on the upper right corner so like, like the second panel right but then 
they move over to the lower panel. They haven't even finished that panel, but they, and they go around. It's almost as if they're looking at, they're trying to tackle the, the things that they cannot, you know, manipulate quickly and then go on to the more difficult things. And so I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I'm, I'm, I'm impacted by that. So when I was drawing today, I realized, Oh, I have that sickness. Well, whatever, you know, cause I was working and I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm moving down here. Then I, and then I, I moved know. up there and I was like, so I think what happens is you go to, your comfort first and then you go to the technical stuff after you know yeah. so it's like you take care of all the stuff you know like for instance like you know when i'm doing um backgrounds i'll tackle that stuff um you know because i know that all the character designs are the quick you know whatever so yeah. i'm like i need to figure out where the vanishing point is where this is going to be and uh and then you start fleshing little by little by little by little but i just i've always been a fan of just artists it doesn't matter what stage you are in it's just everyone again has a different point of view and you could there's always something you can take away from it hell yeah hell yeah man yeah now that was fun man good talking to chad big shout out to him tardigrade press yeah. he's trying to do big things man he's he's trying to print stuff he's trying to be you know yeah, it's going in. yeah no I, and i love that i, I love every, every go home and this is what we like about doing um shows where we talk to the artist about what they're creating Yes. versus you know things like for example kickstarters or crowdfunding campaigns of that nature because it takes away from getting to know the person that's in front of us and we're talking to them yes. you know and, and and we've had you know the last two um interviews that we did and you guys obviously would have seen the one that we did yesterday in real time another just interesting creator you know dude had a good you know he just knew what he was doing and it, it was just nice talking shop and and that's what i've missed yeah, I think what happened was, you know, with the with after the shutdown, um, we just became the Kickstarter haven, right? And we were doing four yeah. Kickstarter shows a week, right? And you so, and, 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 it, and it really watered down what we were here for, and it's really to really shine a light on the creator, creator. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you like the creator enough that you want to go and explore their world and go and invest in their projects. Yeah. Um, we and with the Kickstarter, it's the project first and creator second. With us, it's the creator first. So we always want to shine a light on the creator, the journey. What inspires them? What you know? What motivates them? You know? What gets them to you know? The, all those things. Because at the end of the day, it's about the human, um, and it's not what we do; it's how we do it. And I think that's the most important part for me. Yeah. And at the end of the, listen, at at the bottom of the you know in in the show notes, you'll have the link to the Kickstarter. So when you listen to the story, when you listen to the person who's on the screen, if you want to support their books, the links are right there. Go support them, even if it's just That's a website. Even if they don't have a, a Kickstarter, but they have a website. For example, San, you know the, the sponsor of the show, Technicots, Michael San Martino. You know, boom, just check out the book on their website. They don't have a Kickstarter. They have, but you can pick up the website. You can pick up the book on the website. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, so so definitely, uh, good show, good show, excellent, excellent, fantastic show. Yeah, time. And again, if you want to be a guest on Cast Craze podcast, all you have to do is go into the summary, hit the link, let us know, and book a spot on the show. Um, and as simple as that, you know, there's no must, That's no fuss. It. You don't have to worry about anything else and uh, contacting me and asking me a billion questions. Just go to the link. Sam loves questions. Guys. <laughs> no. Contact Sam. No, he no, loves no, questions. No, no. <laughs> and, uh, and we record on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anything outside of that requires sponsorship. We not, we not, those are the days that we record. George, George has a full-time job. You know, we have families. So those are the days we allocate it. If you want us to record outside of that, that's going to cost you. So it's either commit to those days. We don't ask a lot of questions, please. <laughs> Let's just make it easy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, if you like this episode, uh, you know, you know what to do. Give us a thumbs up. Yeah, you know, let us know. Um, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Pandora, iHeartRadio, you know, what What makes you listen to Cast the Craze? Head over to YouTube. You know what? It's not going to cost you a dime. No, All you have to do is just hit subscribe smash and stay subscribed. You don't have to hit the bell if you don't want to get all the alerts, but subscribe. subscribe. When we grow, the indie community grows. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Facts. Give the brothers a little love. Yes, so, um, yeah, I mean, another fantastic episode. And don't forget, yes. back there's nailing in my toilet on Kickstarter right now. We're on the last week. If you pledged, have you gotten your copy? Have you gotten your copy of Duty's Monsters versus... Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Like, what happened? We got a glitch? <laughs> this. Have you gotten a copy of this? <laughs> this. <laughs> Jesus. This. I'm losing it. I need to see a doctor. All right. So uh, <laughs> with that said, I'm Sam the Crazy Man, man. George the Dream of Medina. And we are no, I was talking about my friend Aquisa. Oh. Say my name, say my name. Right? Oh, <laughs> this is what you were thinking? Oh, Lord. Like, yeah. He said, I'm the idiot. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. Catch the craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. Uh, this is Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. <laughs>